the No Bull Podcast. Opinions. The facts. But no frills. Packing attitude. Smashing the humdrum. Industry advice. Delivered by fearless experts in their field. The No Bull Podcast is powered by Cooper Parry. Our purpose. To disrupt. Lead. And make life count. Your podcast host, Steve Whittle. So I'd like to move on to where you're at now, going into the business world. And one of the, um, I, I, I know you because of the amazing article that you did with us, which is Nine Olympic Lessons, What Businesses Can Learn from Elite Sport. Um, and that's available on the Cooper website if you want to pop across there and read that. But one of the, one of the nine points was beware the ego. Um, and I don't think that quite meant what I thought it was going to mean. So do you want to explain why, what you meant by that in sport and what we can learn, what business leaders can learn about that in business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have to say I'm very lucky and I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I've been given at Waystream. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's the first fully focused social enterprise, uh, social purpose business that I've ever worked for. Um, and when I say social purpose in the Articles of Association is our social charter which is basically to help improve the public premium and, and, and all the things that I've said you know, in the past fair financial services for all that give and not take and changing 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 the, the, the ability for people to, to kind of thrive in their, their financial welfare um, so I'm really really grateful uh, grateful for that but I'm also really really grateful for a lot of the people that I work with in, including our two founders who are you know very very um, very very amazing entrepreneurs etc. They've done a lot in their their lives so far. But one of the things that they put in place, and they didn't do it very quickly because they really really wanted to think about it, was a values a very strong value system, strong but simple, four values. But one of the biggest values that I've never seen it in this way. You know, people talk about oh humility or you know trust each other or all these kind of stuff. But the value that we have is egos suck. One of the values that we have is egos suck. Um, and and actually, if you look about all of the you know all of the things that we do, we have to genuinely interact with our broader teams. Yeah. And what is the ultimately the thing that breaks our team down um, is when someone thinks that they're above everyone else within that group. They're more important, you know. Um, and w w when you all got the same goal and you want the same outcome, no one's really that much more important than they might be more experienced. They might be able to have the final say. It doesn't mean they have to make anybody feel like they're not important. Or do, do you know what I mean? And and, and it's and, and 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 beware of the ego is a lot of times. And I've been there myself. You know, you just you get carried away. You get good results. You. You know, you think you're on a flyer and your ego walks away with itself and suddenly you do start exhibiting behaviours that are, you know, that are not particularly helpful for everyone else. And you'd stop thinking about what's the benefit of the group, all that kind of stuff. And I guess the reason I'm saying it is in rowing, like, it's especially in the eight, you know, there's nine of you, you're all got to be singing off the same hymn sheet. Hymn sheet. Um, you're only going to go as fast as the slowest person in the boat. But what was the biggest detractor of our performance all the time was was the egos because that was the thing that created the most stress uh, because the conflict and the arguments um, and I'm not saying not ha having arguments is a bad thing because it can you know creates a healthy competitive dynamic that you need within a good team yeah. 
but it's just energy that you're wasting that you don't need to be wasting um, that's not going to help you go any faster so how can business leaders manage that within their businesses because it means a lot of them want egos in there to be dynamic and and you know fulfilling their potential to for great business uh, wealth if you like or if that's what their purpose is um, but is it done through um, recruiting the right people is it managing the right people I mean how do they create that culture of leave your ego at the door uh, well I think you have to when you're looking well I think when you're recruiting people you have to you have to look at their ability and all those kinds of stuff but you have to I think the, the mo- one of the most important things in recruiting the right people is do their value set align with the company's value set because if everyone's values are aligned then they're all sort of really trying to push towards the same thing right yeah um which means you'll you'll get a a good dynamic now there there might be you know competition and there might be sort of you know flex and disagreement but ultimately at the end of the day if you're you can recognize off the back of your um you know your constructive criticism that okay i've been told i'm wrong but it's actually just because we're trying to achieve this result and you can accept that then it means you can move on really quickly but where the ego gets in the way is it it forgets that and it and it and it puts itself above the value set no it totally makes sense celebrating rebels this is the no ball podcast and another one that i thought was was really key i'm looking at the article now is uh find a purpose now we spoke a little bit before about purpose um but when we talk about purpose are we just talking about individual purpose or is it a group dynamic What, what do you mean um, for for me, um, like I said, you know, many times in, in in the last two years, is I really feel like my purpose is helping people and society, and and I have some skills and some experience that's valuable to help, you know, others become way better than I could have ever been, whether that was in sport or just in, within business. Um, but also I'm really passionate about helping people but I'm also passionate about helping the health of people and and um, and so the health of society because if we don't start looking after it it's going to be a real problem right yeah, yeah. Um, and but the actual functionality of my job on a day-to-day basis is probably similar to very many other jobs in the world right I'm in the commercial engine within Wastream partnering with amazing businesses but still, a lot of the work that you have to do in sales is pretty like hard and mind-numbing and just you high rejection and all that kind of stuff. But what keeps me coming back to the page is... Purpose. Yeah. This is going to be worth it if I can just get this one employer to believe because then that's going to be where we get the scale and the success because their entire workforce can be able to do this. And then that's going to be able to create, you know... So, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, yeah, a lot of people, you know, the, the cynics out there will be saying, actually, it's just sales-driven, sales-driven, sales-driven all the time. But actually, if your purpose is beyond that sale, knowing that the value you're going to add to that company's um, people, their mental health, their their well-being, their family's well-being, that whole line as it goes down, I mean, that's a great purpose, right? I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Inspiring entrepreneurs. This is the No Ball Podcast. Um, but focus on what fires you up. So is this like what makes you excited about what gets you out of bed in the morning? Is that what you mean by that? Um, so so I, I, I focus on what fires you up because a lot of people, so what fires you up is normally what you're good at. 
Um, not always, um, but um, but if it if 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 it's what you're good at, and you're focusing on the thing that gives you the most energy, but you're also going to then do it, it means you're going to get the best outcome. If you're constantly focused on what you're poor at, your weaknesses, we, we all have to try and improve them. But if, if you if you tell someone that they're really bad at something, but you want them to do more of what they're bad at, why are you having that person do that thing? <laughs> yeah. You know? So why don't you get that person, if they're really good at something, get them to spend all the time doing that good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they'll just deliver and execute on that all the time. And in a rowing boat, you've got lots of different moving parts, but you've got people who are specialists in different parts, different seats of the boat, and so there's no point in telling me to be, you know, I was a, I was a bow specialist setting up the boat or a seven man, but there's no point in getting me to sit in the stroke seat because I'm really bad at that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Hmm. So put me at seven or put me at bow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what examples have you got of that then in, in your business world then? So, uh, you know, some, like some anecdotal evidence about, um, or a story about, so that how that's worked at Wadestream. Yeah. So I mean, so Wadestream, we've got we've got a real a real world you know problem, not not just a country wide problem, in in financial health for society. It, it everybody knows that it's there. Debt is huge within the UK and and the US. Well, everywhere. There's 34 million people in the UK that don't have 250 pounds in savings. So the ability. Uh, to have the liquidity to manage each month uh, is tough, right? Because unexpected costs come within the financial your your personal financial system all the time. Yeah. Um, and so then you have this huge proportion of society that's nearly fifty percent of our country, yeah, that basically end up going into debt, um, and then the cost of them for help of any of their you know financial shocks to their system is exponentially more ex- expensive. And it kind of can sort start to unravel, and then there's another massive challenge in the UK that, you know, has anyone here ever heard of financial education as a GCSE? Right, so we have professional organisations that train up people to become chartered accountants. Yeah, because they are the finance professionals within a business. Yeah, yeah. to run the business, and what's one of the most important things within a business is free cash flow. You know, we all hear about liquidity, right? And they spend years doing that training, but we then expect society to not be able to make those to be able to make those same decisions running their own personal household that a business would need to make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, and then we don't want to give them any financial education. Yeah. Yes. So what we can do as a wage stream, really cool interactive app, partner with employers, and we can give people live financial coaching in their hand, twenty four seven. So when you do have to make a financial decision, you're actually getting the right piece of information to be able to empower you to make the right choice. Um, and we can do that on a scale and at a cost that you know, nobody else can do. Um, so we're improving the financial health of society and we're fixing that 34 million people that don't have 250 quid in savings. One of the biggest government initiatives in the UK, people don't understand this, is they know that that's a problem. So they want anybody that can help get 250 quid in people's savings account yeah. 
to be able to have that to deal with the unexpected costs and shocks to the system. So I mean, so we do that as well. No, that is amazing, and and you and you're right. I mean, um, a, a quick analogy for me would be: we stopped teaching home economics at school, and then loads of people now don't know how to bake a cake, and they don't know how to do all those things, right? Exactly, so yeah. if we brought back home ec and we brought back financial education, people would be better with their money, and they'd be better baking cakes. I know I've simplified everything there, but you're right. Celebrating rebels. This is the No Ball Podcast. But what I'd really like to know is. If we, um, if we took your app, we took it into businesses and we got more of our teams um, looking after their financial wealth through, if you, I think I'm using the right terms there. Health. And my financial health, yeah. looking after their financial health, not wealth. If we got people looking after their financial health better, what's the benefit, first of all, to the individuals and then to the employer? So financial stress, like everyone knows when you are stressing about money, yeah, it's on your mind 24-7. So it has the biggest impact on mental health, poor mental health. Um, when you're financially stressed, you will not necessarily uh, be able to do and afford the things that are physically beneficial to you. You exit societal, uh, uh, positive societal things because you can't afford to do them, etc., um, etc. Et and at work, your productivity goes down, uh, you start looking for other jobs because you want to get paid better um, uh, and then the motivation of your workforce is really low um, so by improving the financial health of your workforce and you can't just pay people more all the time right like it's just, it doesn't work as in I think I'm sure businesses would pay people more if they had the yeah, capacity yeah. but what you can do is you can provide an alternative that will improve their financial well-being which is wasting no, no, I agree. I agree. I see people who I think have got great, well-paid jobs, but they've taken a second job, and they can only work a second job or a third job for so long before they break down, and then the employer is going to suffer at some point. They're going to they have to recruit more and, uh, and and so on. But no, I'm I'm with you. Gosh. Inspiring entrepreneurs. This is the No Ball Podcast. Um. So so what's the future? You know, what's the future for Alex? Where where are we going now? Uh, I, I want to do the best possible job I can to enable what Wagestream to be in as many of the hands of the people that need it. Um, and we're really, really a long way on that journey. Um, we're by no means there yet, but I think we've done a really, really successful job over the last sort of three and a half years. Um, and, and really, you know, um, make that as successful as it possibly can be. And then and whatever else is on the horizon, I want it to be focused on really improving um, the health, well-being, um, and, and an environment of society, you know, to create a much sort of more sustainable, <laughs> good place for our kids to grow up, right? Yeah, that, that's it. I agree, I agree, and, I, and I'm totally on board because I've done enough of these podcasts now, I've done enough, of the, uh, enough um, social media stuff to realize that when companies look at the well-being of their uh, teams, they focus very much on physical health, there's always a personal trainer doing a, a workout somewhere. Yeah. There's mental health now because there's mental health first aiders around. There's people who come in and do talks and everything else. But the financial well-being, I don't, I don't know anybody doing financial well-being stuff really well. So this for me is a great avenue. So I think you're doing something tremendous. So uh, thank you for that. Nothing's off limits. This is the No Ball Podcast. 
Uh, so Alex, we're, we're going to wrap this up and we always wrap this up with our uh, 30 second uh, lift pitch. What advice would you give business leaders um, from everything that you've learned in sport that they could empower their teams in business? So I think the biggest thing that I, I've learned, and this is all about the motto of my life now, is inspire and be inspired. Um, because, um, you know, when I was rowing, uh, for a long time I thought in my career as an athlete you know what I'm doing really doesn't matter in life like it doesn't matter to, to, to society but the most amazing thing that came to me after I finished sport was oh you doing that race at XYZ that made me want to go on and do X yeah, some amazing thing, whether it was rowing or climb a mountain or cycle a long cycle, whatever. <clears throat> um, and what I've learned so much in my life is I love, uh, by helping others, being inspired by the actions that others go and do to do amazing things. And you've got to create this self-perpetual inspire and be inspired feedback within your teams um, and then you'll just create a great and amazing environment to work. I think the other thing that I would just say is we all make mistakes. We will get it wrong. Fundamentally, most of us don't do it on purpose. So be prepared to admit when you've done something wrong, um, and 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 also, but but and then and but but also allow people to recognise that and then move on. Fantastic. No, absolutely. I'm I'm loving that perpetual loop. Uh, of being inspired and inspiring and that yeah yeah, yeah that's great you guys you guys just get on that thank you Alex so much for uh, joining us on the Noble podcast I've, um, I've I think the gems that you've shared are going to be fantastic for our, our business leaders and our listeners uh, and especially those people who are just fans of rowing so thank you for taking the time especially when you've had three weeks uh, on the sun the first thing you did when you came back was came up to see us so thank you very much and uh, yeah I look forward to seeing what happens next with you and your uh, business career Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks for having me and best of luck to No Ball and uh, Cooper Perry. At Cooper Perry, we love feedback. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Go to cooperperry.com forward slash podcast. The No Ball podcast is powered by Cooper Perry. The rebels of accountancy.